position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 386 of the Best Linux Games podcast being re-recorded for the fourth fucking time on this Tuesday, the 22nd of March, 2022 at 0, 0, 4800 hours. Yeah, there you go. Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast with the most. That would make it almost 1 a.m., Crack engineer Ivor Molina in the booth who was fired. Holding up the whiskey sign. We do not have a show for you this week. Um, this has been an unbelievable fucking week. But what we do have in lieu of a show is we have a uh, sneak preview of my forthcoming album. My band, Dracula Factory, consisting only and exclusively of me. Um, forthcoming album following the second massive critical and popular, just just unbelievable success of our previous unreleased album, which is called Hello World, Go Fuck Yourself. This one is going to be released 
is Dracula Factory's second album. It's called Your Mom is a Slutty Wizard. And it draws on 28 years of analog synthesis, uh, analog synthesis, analog and modular subtractive synthesis techniques that I learned at the feet of many masters to finally provide my my contribution to the chiptune movement. We'll be hearing now this album. Before we get to what we'll be hearing, um, this album was originally conceived of as being a vinyl record with both labels, with the labels on both sides being exactly the same, such that you could flip the record over and over and over. So what happens on the first side happens kind of again on the second side. Um, But everything happens differently between the two sides. The only thing that's different uh, that is like unique to the first side, and both of them are going to be labeled side A. Right now, it looks like we're going to be releasing 30 tracks. It's kind of modeled after Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique, uh, or even uh, some of the late, later romantic programmatic symphonies like uh, Shkovsky's The Pathetique, um, etc. But combined with like the chiptune idea, all wrapped up into like kind of a perverse, a deeply offensive and perverse musical format. Um, so what we'll be hearing the next sound you hear what you'll be hearing so what you're about to hear um, is the the power on track which occurs on both sides of the album um but the, it, here's the thing like both al- both sides start the same they're both the same album but it's structured in the same way that Castlevania Symphony of the Night was as a video game uh, so that, like, the great genius of Castlevania Symphony of the Night was that <coughs> you could beat the game in, like, eh, 45 minutes. Something like that. It, you know, eh, maybe two hours, whatever. But that wouldn't get you to the other castle, which is the same castle, but flipped upside down. So, I wanted to combine that idea of having um, a thing that's one thing that you see in one way as one way. It's not like this... By the way, do not get me wrong. This is not a profound, mysterious album. This is a very funny, very, I think, exciting to listen to chiptune album of, you know, plot. It's, it's, a, it's, it's my take on chiptune, finally, after 28 fucking years. And over the, over the last ten years, I've seen compositions and shit—not compositions, but um, I've heard on TV commercials, on the jukebox, and popular music, on the radio, etc. Um, stuff that, like, I did when I was seventeen, studying under Buddy Hill, who invented, along with Robert Moog, the Moog, uh, the Mini Moog. Buddy Hill was the principal engineer of that. Um, 
and he taught me everything that I knew about subtractive synthesis and about fucking jazz and everything else. I mean, some of you know me as a pianist. Some of you know me as a stride pianist. Some of you know me as a uh, straight-ahead jazz pianist. Some of you know me as just, like, guy who plays piano. Some of you know me as a guy who plays ukulele. Some of you guys know me as a composer. Some of you know me as a synthesist. Some of you know me as an arranger. Some of you know me as a DJ. Some of you know me as the voice that you're hearing now, which is of just me um, as a podcaster on the Best Links Games podcast. Um... Some of you may know me as a Luddite. Some of you may know me as a as a graybeard of system administration. Some of you may know me not at all. Some of you may know me as a bookmaker, as a calligrapher, as a digital artist, as a programmer. Many people know me as... A, some of you know me as an author. Some of you know me as a poet. Some of you know me as... Uh, a voice on the radio, on the literal radio. Some of you uh, know me as a journalist. Some of you know me as an author. Some of you know me as just the another drunk asshole at the bar with blue hair. Um, some of you know me as a printmaker. Some of you know me as a decal designer. Some of you know me as no. Not really a photographer, but some of you know me as a as a musical preservationist. Some of you know me as a performer. Some of you know me as a spoken word artist. Some of you know me as a performance poet. Some of you know me not at all. Some of you, very, I doubt anyone who's listening to this knows me as a theoretician, very few of you know me as a synthesist. And so over the last, like, ten years, I've heard works that, like, that have patches and stuff. Now, I'm not saying anyone stole anything from me. I'm just saying, you know, you give it 28 years, or let's see, I was 14, so I know I was, uh, 15 and a half, I was doing some serious fucking synthesis back when it was not only not fashionable, but not even fucking feasible, because it was so expensive. Modular analog synthesis in 1996 was very difficult. Um, But I, I did... My mentor for my early... my formative years was Buddy Hill. Guy invented... Mini Moog with Moog. And Buddy Hill was a force to be reckoned with in terms of synthesis. The other person who eventually I was lucky to study with at the college level was uh, Dr. D. Goss Nelson, who worked with and was a compatriot of and friend of William slash Wendy Carlos Williams. Um... You know, I I have been doing this shit for a long fucking time. I retired from music specifically uh, around 11 years ago 
when I turned 30, 31 ish, I had made my run and, uh, to no avail. And, uh, you know, then the economy fell apart and, uh, couldn't make any money playing cocktail piano here in Vegas on the strip anymore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I retired from music and, uh, I went into programming and system administration more or less full time, a little bit of web design in there. Um, not much, not enough to make our website look any better now at this point. Cause I don't give a fuck about best links games podcast website, but Dracula factory's website's going to be cool. Anyway, the bottom line is, oh, some of you know me as a live streamer. Some of you know me as a live streaming pianist. Some of you know me as a guy who's obsessed with Galaga. Some of you know me as a force to be reckoned with when it comes to retro gaming. But what you do not know me as is a composer of chiptunes. And I want to say uh, just a couple of things about the way that this album was made. The way I think of... And you're not going to hear the whole album. You're going to have to pay for the whole fucking album. whole album, by the way, like I said, it's structured in the same way as the early romantics slash kind of almost any of the romantics, like going from Berlioz to Tchaikovsky. But it's really very much subconsciously mauled after Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique in five parts. More or less, you know, it's hard to get five parts to divide equally, but, you know, that's that's the goal. The cuts you're about to hear are from the 90 to 95% finished version of it. But uh, this album has been boiling in the back of my fucking brain as I've heard the same shit that I used to do now becoming fashionable, not through the chiptune movement, but I'm talking about like on the radio and on TV fashionable shit that people said, oh, what the fuck is this? Well, now it's all the rage on Billie Eilish's fucking shit, blah, 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 blah. The chiptune movement came along. I love chiptune. I think it is phenomenal. I do not worship process. Right now, I can spin up as many fucking VSTs as I want. I can make whatever I want happen. Been doing this for a long fucking time. I made all of the patches on this album, with the exception of two over the course of the last six months. Uh, the two patches that I didn't make, uh, you can suck my dick. I'm never telling. No, one of them is the, the awesome Steinway patch. But that's not something you're going to hear here. Um, I made a whole fucking MIDI bank of fuck, a whole GM MIDI goddamn bank of patches. Fucking, uh, like 90 some odd patches for your mom as a slutty wizard. All of them designed more or less with traditional modular analog synthesis techniques based off of primitive waveforms. Um, there are very few effects used on this album. But here's the thing. The process and the, the method that you reach the, the resultant work is not the point. Not, and I've been an artist. I've done a lot of... I mean, I, some of you know me as a big band composer. Probably not anymore. But I mean, I 
I perform live with a big band playing my own original music. Um, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that let's give it a visual art analogy because that always works so well over the radio. Let's say that you wanted to uh, draw a, uh, a you know 50, 50 feet tall, 50 feet squared humongous piece of canvas, you know, like a Lichtensteinian canvas of, I don't know, my nipple, my dick, my toe, it doesn't matter, my my tongue, my teeth, what teeth remain. Um, it doesn't matter. And you wanted to do this in the center of the canvas, and you wanted to do it by stippling. And you could do two, and, you know, 48 years later, after your dick falls off and your eyeballs fall out of your head and you've gone through 400 trillion toothpicks and 280 quadrillion septillion fucking dots, you have my eyeball or my nipple or my tongue or whatever, perfectly 50 feet tall, whereas someone could have done it with a paint roller and a ladder in 20 minutes, that makes you a fucking moron. So, furthermore, because this is my final word, not my final, but, like, this is, like, this rage has been building, and so, like all things, like all supervillains, I've gathered, slowly, my resources, my power, my anger, my time and attention, and have focused it, slowly, like the Eye of Sauron, and I hate the Lord of the Rings, but that's a good analogy, slowly I turned, inch by inch, step by step, slowly over the last mm, 15 years in the back of my mind it has been brewing that I would make an album such as this the other major influence other than all programmatic symphonies that have ever been fucking written from you know Beethoven to Tchaikovsky to Berlioz to you know whatever I love the late romantics and I think the late rom- I. I think that the romantic movement, the symphonic romantic, the movement ugh, the romantic composers the original ones, including Howard Hansen, although he's not represented on this at all because he doesn't translate well into chiptune um, are very much central to chiptune because this album doesn't attempt to really tell a straight linear programmatic story because everything gets flipped in the middle. The stuff that was mildly offensive before but made sense on the second side makes no sense, whereas other things that made no sense are now unbelievably offensive on the second half of the album. Anyway, but they're not all the same tunes. It's the same themes. It's the same... It's... It's... You know, I, I play with the same, the same motifs and motive phrases, uh, etc. In a free form, freewheeling catastrophe, heavily inspired by Anthony Oli, and also very heavily influenced because the album is like just so. I find it very amusing because your mom is a slutty wizard. How did I get the idea? Um, one day I was drunk and stunned. One night. Like fucking well, one morning it was like fucking five o'clock in the morning. 
I was completely ossified, Irish shit face, tore up from the floor up sideways, drunk out of my mind, stone beyond belief. And I I don't do a lot, I don't write enigmatic phrases on pieces of paper. Ever. Because there's no point. Generally. I'll put them in my notebook or whatever. Like, ah. But I wrote this in fucking huge Sharpie. And I have no idea what it meant to me at the time. But I wrote it on huge Sharpie on graph paper in the middle of my workstation. So when I woke, so that I knew that when I woke up, I would see it, and it said, "Your mom is a slutty wizard." I was like, "Oh, I know what that's gonna be." When I woke up the next day, I I looked at him at like, "What the, f- what the fuck is?" Oh, I know what that's gonna be. That was late November of last year, and so I've spent the last five to six months, uh, making it happen. And because it deals so heavily with sex, which it, that's just like, it's me fucking everyone's mom is basically what the album is about. Because <laughs> it, it came from a place of great enthusiastic anger and the desire to horrifically offend. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck your mom. And I'm sure all of your mothers are very nice people. Be nice to your moms. But I realized halfway through it, I mean, I did almost all of the composition work. It took about a month. It's about 30, it's it's 45 minutes of music. It's about 30 compositions. I'm still kind of struggling with whether or not I'm going to Next month is when it drops. You'll be able to buy it on Amazon and iTunes and everywhere else. I'm I have moral I have moral objections to Spotify. Um not just because of Joe Rogan and fucking COVID or anything like that. I have moral objections to Spotify that extend far deeper into copyleft kind of, you know, approaches and stuff. Do not pirate this album or you will be found and destroyed, by the way. Mm. But I was also heavily influenced by an old 1960s musical called Canterbury Tales, which is just, you know, the Canterbury Tales in a, at that time, modern format. So it has like this Conway Twitty, Elvis kind of flavor. Anyway, but it uses a lot of the original source material to jump off from to make to bring it back and make it relevant and it, it was a massive massive failure um i i assume that your mom is a slutty wizard might eventually find an audience that like like it but and here's the most important thing so that so those are the, those are the, like the five structural elements of this whole thing you have video games and chiptune so that's our medium we're going to use that alongside our, you know, our knowledge of, of programmatic music in general, especially symphonic programmatic music, which I think is intimately related to, I mean, all of the best music for video games 
has been written. J- same same thing with with um like music for movies, like soundtracks and stuff. But those are easily, generally easily f- forgettable unless you're John Williams or Danny Elfman. Boingo, boingo. Hector Berlioz. She got me. Da, 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 da. Which is my all. <laughs> Possibly my all-time favorite in terms of. <laughs> Pretty good, um, and you wrap it all up in this whole idea of the the medium of the video game being the. We're lucky, in only one way. Like we, if you're as old as I am, meaning that you remember Ulysses S. Grant when he said, Seth, we're commissioning you. He actually would have said it like this. Seth, we're commissioning you to make for our new nation a horrendously offensive opera. Want to be a musicale of sorts. Bring us all together. Make us laugh. Make us happy. Make us see that we can agree on shit again. I want to be really offensive. I want to shock and stun. Although he didn't have that kind of southern accent. But. Who knows. You want to hear. (laughs) You want to hear my Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) So we got all of that going on. The hardest part of. We're 90% done. We meaning me. And uh so it, it's a it's a program it's it's almost a symphony, but it's almost an operetta, and it is designed to just if you are of a certain age to just fill you with laughter and hardcore excitement and joy. And not too much despair. But if we're not going to have despair, then we have to have hardcore anger. And so, that's what we got. All wrapped up in an Anthony Newley kind of format that roughly mirrors the episodic... Doesn't It's not a one-to-one thing. Episodic adventures of... Our heroes and anti-heroes, and there are no heroes, and your mom is a slutty wizard, trust me. Except for probably your mom. By the way, I'm working on the digital art book for Your Mom is a Slutty Wizard, and the first page of it does explain that this album is dedicated to sluts everywhere. Um, And I mean that. Oh boy, do I mean that. But, uh... What you'll hear... The next voice you hear will be the sound of the ambassador's phone melting. I am proceeding along with this as Ukraine fucking burns. I'm going to push this out. I don't care what the fuck happens. But it is hard to watch. It's hard to watch. 
And the only reason why I'm exposing this to you, our loyal listeners of the Best Links Games podcast, is that so many of you who have I, I've contacted have been generous enough to donate your time, your ears, your listening, and then the time necessary to give me some feedback. And it's been shockingly positive. (laughs) Especially, it means the most from the people who I know who I approached who absolutely hate me. (laughs) <laughs> when they come back with with such kind words and such g- generosity of spirit and time in, in in spite of personal acrimony or whatever, whether real or imagined or whether the arguments have ever been settled or not, um, it's a big deal to me. And I can't afford to replace this fucking video card. I'm amazed that I've been allowed to record this long without the computer shutting down and I've tried everything and so for the fourth time this is the only available episode that we can do this week there's been no video gaming and there were so many things I want I wanted to do a full review of instruments of destruction etc but instead this is it. This is all I got, folks. This is it. So what you'll hear is the um, intro, which is the same but reversed on both sides of the album. Uh, it's like the power-up sequence of after you slip in a cartridge into a, a NES or like this, you know, crazy fucked up demonic video game console. Um, and then you'll hear the overture. And the overture is not repeat. Um both sides obviously make no fucking sense but as a symphonic work um, it should not have an overture I don't give a fuck same way as I don't give a fuck with like I'm not going to spend a hundred hours extra to make this perfectly chip tune compatible and it's funny because all the harshest words have come from my best friends which is cool and they've been very good critically they've been very excellent they've been exactly what I needed but the one one thing that really bothers me is that people might see this as being less than chiptune just because I'm not going I'm not I mean back in the day when if I had my choice of software in the best of all possible worlds in Westphalia I would have done this completely with monophonic synthesizers. I would have handwritten out every single part. I wrote out all of the music. For <laughs> it's a lot of music. It started off as like one folder, then it went to a binder, and now it is a fucking four-inch binder. It is like <laughs> it's like 160 pages of sheet music. Oh, and it's difficult to keep track of and stuff. And the hardest thing of all of this was doing the samples, which took three months easily. Two two months out of the last out of whatever, however long. It'll be dropping next week. So what you'll hear is that opening, you know, 
main screen turn on kind of theme. Then you'll hear the overture. Then you'll hear the second real track, which is you'll get it. Because all of this is grouped into five big groupings of tunes. They're all meant to flow directly into each other. I'm not sure if we're going to release it as five songs, or as two songs, or as 30 songs. But uh, after that, you'll hear the title track, Your Mom is a Slutty Wizard, which is not going to be isolated if it's going to go into the... Anyway, I'm boring you with the process. Then finally, you'll hear the Waltz of the Dead Fairies, which is kind of the conclusion of the first side of the album. And that's all, folks. Hopefully, I will see you back here next week. I'm sorry for another late release, but I I have no other option at this point, and I have nothing intelligent to say about video gaming other than well, let's, let's go back to Chaucer. Let's go back to Chaucer. Uh, if, if any of you have heard my offerings and found them wanting, know that it was not through want of effort, but only for lack of ability, for I gladly would have done better had I only been given the power. And we're not quite finished yet. And remember, he leads us up the hill of pride. Uh, what, wait, hang on a second. He leads us up the hill of pride to the volcano that is wrath, and then down again the other side, to Envy's den where he is guide, and chooses out our path, and then to the pasture lands of greed, of idleness and lust, and love of money, yes indeed, he seems to know of every need, in children of the dust, but our salvation is not at hand this time. Ha <laughs> ha, I hear some wings above. Oh boy. I don't know where they're taking us, but it's gonna be fucking weird. And now, Dracula Factory is proud to present this preview of the first half, the A-side of Your Mom is a Slutty Wizard. Thanks for listening. Hopefully I'll be back one day. To take you on a strange journey.
sorry. I'm fine. This is mind control music. I'm coming, mother. Don't come. Please, no. That strength, that beauty, that voice. Alucard, it's you. No. Put it down as flat as you can. Hurry. Please, make love to me. Yes, mother. What's wrong? Don't let him read you. What's wrong? Destroying his spirit is more important than destroying his body. Mother! You pretended to be a gentleman. Dear, I lied to you. Hurt me? My mother... Hurt me? Is the person who controlled you in that castle over there? Hurt me? My brother? He would never come for me. Hurt me? Hurt me? What have I done? Have you forgotten what, what will they you did to you, mother? I've got it. Controller socket. Plug your controller into socket four. Do that, and he won't be able to read your moves. You broke free of my spell. I like that. Mother, no! Watch me die. Yes, mother. <laughs> Too good for you. Hurt me? Hey, listen. Thank you.
Thank you.